0: Warning, the following show features stories told by unpaid professionals. Accordingly, we the producers insist that no one attempt to recreate or reenact any story or advice you may hear on this show. what's going on guys man cave mayhem episode 16 know we've been away for a little bit i am solo this week as my co-host carlos having a little uh little personal issues the uh, the old herper derps was acted up no i'm just kidding um now he's ha- having a little little issues going on right now but uh everything's good i promise he'll be back and ready to go next podcast But uh, we do have a treat today I'm going to have a short podcast today Since since it's just me Um, No current events or anything like that But we do have a guest And that guest is none other than Lauren Mayhew We are very happy to have her On this week's episode of Man Cave Mayhem Episode 16 Hope you all had a great 4th of July Hopefully uh, lots of fireworks Hopefully all your fingers are still there Hopefully you got your drink on, you got your food on, burgers, beers, chicken, ribs, the whole nine, and then some. So joining us now is our special guest this week, Lauren Mayhew. All right, Lauren, so what's going on? How are you?
1: I'm wonderful. How are you?
0: Doing pretty good. I thank you for joining us on your your busy journey, especially with it being Fourth of July and all.
1: Absolutely.
0: You were telling me you had big plans for the day, so the fact that you're giving me a little time, I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely, have to do it. All right, so we'll get right into it. You did a little acting. You've done, um, you sing. You do you pretty much do it all. It's impressive.
1: Thank
0: you. <laughs> we'll go with the music side first. When and uh, why did you start singing? Um, you know, I started singing when I was
1: really young. I actually started on my music, musical theater when I was young. I was in the touring company against Sound of Music, and then I booked my first Broadway play when I was like ten. Showboat, and um. I don't know. I was just kind of hooked, and from there on out, it just kind of expanded. I, um, you know, ended up getting my first, like, you know, kind of big role in like a opera that I was in like, a series regular on. And then I left the soap. I got signed to Epic Sony when I was in my bookend called P.Y.T. and got the opportunity to open up something funny and to Destiny Child, and 90 Degrees, and um, you know, it just kind of kept blossoming from there.
0: That's pretty awesome. You said Broadway. You started with yeah.
1: So um, I actually. Finished the Broadway show even though I booked it because um, I had never time for to do that or be the lead in a TV show called The Remdes, um, which is like a kids show on PBS but I was the lead character of it so I ended up doing that instead so um, it's kind of like a one or the other the, the TV show filmed in Florida um, so I ended up doing that but um, yeah I started off in musical theater um, when I was like probably from when I was like I don't know like five or six years old so I've always ever since I could walk and talk I've loved performing.
0: And you, where did you grow up? New York?
1: No, I grew up in Florida. Oh, you grew up so, in Florida. Um, when I, yeah, when I shot the, um, when I was doing the soap opera, I was actually lucky that I was in a situation, my, my dad's a doctor, my mom's a nurse, my mom ran, my dad's on office, so seeing that my dad was the boss if she needed to get off work to be able to travel with me, she was, you know, obviously able to do that, which was really nice. I was really kind of too young to travel by myself, and I know... A lot of family situations are not really set up like that. I was just really lucky with how my family situation was that my mom was able to, be able
0: to travel with me as much as she did. Yeah, it's, it's always good to have a good support system behind you, especially like that.
1: Oh, it's you. that makes all the difference in the world.
0: Now, does anyone else in your family sing or act or anything like that?
1: My um, sister sings. I really like. just kind of work themselves. My sister actually just graduated med school and she's doing her residency. USB Chapel Hill right now. Just kind of following my dad's footsteps. Yeah, it's actually funny because I went to U.C.L.A. and seeing that I've been acting and singing like my whole life growing up, like it kind of decided that someone's going to go to school. I wanted to go to school for something else. So I actually went to school to be a doctor as well. So it's about my physics, you know, chemistry, OChem, biology, all that stuff at U.C.L.A.
0: You were going to follow in your dad's footsteps as well then.
1: Um, no you know, I kind of always knew I wanted to do music and acting And um all of that sort of stuff But it was just something to, for me That I wanted to have my education And something else. like I just kind of figured that, you know, who knows if one day That changes, you know, I mean life is committed In so many different directions And so I just figured it'd be good to have my education And something else
0: That's true, I feel like everyone has to have a backup plan somewhere Along the line <laughs> Which artist did you admire growing up And like what inspired you?
1: You know, um, I grew up being influenced by so many different people and so many different types of music. I was never one of those artists who just geared towards one thing. I like all different types of music, but I've always been really drawn towards artists that were amazing performers. Like when we got to perform and open up for Destiny Shots, my band loved watching Beyonce perform. She's such like an incredible entertainer. I think that really makes a really big difference to training, you know, the artists that are well, they write cool music, and the artists who are really like born to entertain. Because so I think that that's like my absolute trick part is performing. I was also a huge Michael Jackson fan, and um, I actually took the opportunity um, after I graduated college to be able to perform at birthday party at the PM Theater. Wow! And ovation. It was pretty cool. I got to perform on um, uh, pretty young thing, which was what my band was named after. We were actually label mates I was signed to Sony, and which is the most to my back to
0: that's pretty impressive. I can't imagine the, the nerves going through you on a day like that.
1: You know what actually? Like I really wasn't that nervous. It was like um you know, I think that i you know, upperforming, um become more you know, like second nature. I actually this is a funny story, I was way more I remember I've sang, you know, the national anthem now for so many different professional sports games, I'd venture to say over fifty but fifteen. And um, I've never really been nervous to it. but singing at my high school like play on basketball game I thought I was going to die in <laughs> but 50,000 or 90,000 people at the Super Bowl was no problem yet to in front of 500 of my high school
0: peers was like so nerve wracking <laughs> maybe it's the fact that you'll you know you'll see them again whereas as the Super Bowl it's like here's 90,000 people but by tomorrow I'll never <laughs> I'll never see them again anyway
1: yeah I don't know I think you know just that high school sort of like mentality of like you know, these are the people that, you know, you're with day in and day out. It's, it's so
0: funny, but there are some things that make you nervous, you know? Exactly. So you, you talked a little bit about the Super Bowl and and other performances you had. What would you say your fondest singing memory was?
1: Hmm. Um, good question. My fondest singing memory... You know, I mean, just in general, I loved being on tour. I loved being, like, I'm a type of person. Some people, like, they don't like looking out of a suitcase, and I don't want like to a new place every night, but I loved it, and I loved walking into a place and not even necessarily knowing, like, who what city I was in and, like, having, I mean, you know, it's just it was, like, always new and fresh and exciting, and, like, having people that you travel with as, like, your kind of constant rock that, you know, you like Ruben love and are, like, your best friends kind of, like, the best, did you have that commonality and that... That ongoing, um, like, common thread, but then everything else is new and different and fun, so it's kind of the perfect um, combination. Uh, so I'd say just any time that I was touring was, you know, a really amazing time for me, I'd say. Okay.
0: Is there any specific city that you feel like you're closer to, or?
1: Well, one city that I will never forget, um, it was when I was touring with my band. We were in Omaha, Nebraska, Hall of Place, Big in the. And uh, we decided we wanted to go watch instinct from the audience, um, like after we performed. Okay. So they performed pretty close, like right after us. So we were like, "Great! Like we don't need to be a change. Like let's just go out there, you know." So Mark and me originally went out there, but then they turned the lights off for a little bit before they turn them back off and we get excited and ready for the main act. And the lights turned on, and was literally like one person in the audience that goes, "Oh my God! Look, it's Eliot!" And the entire place went. <laughs> And like literally just like Don't worry about I mean, People were like ripping our jewelry off Like going nuts Girls were crying Like it was like crazy And I just remember looking at my bandmate They had like all this like You know Eight bodyguards Coming like a sport attack because it never happened before And I just remember looking back At my bandmate And just like the coolest thing that's ever happened Yeah I
0: mean In a sense it's kind of scary But when like You're the person that's happening to It's kind of like This is amazing that The recognition And the love I'm feeling right now
1: I think it was one of those things that most people might have been scared, but I wasn't really scared, I was just like, oh my god, I can't believe they're freaking out this much. This is like kind of awesome. Um, one other thing I think is kind of cool is um, I got an opportunity to tour in Tokyo twice in like the past two years, and I have to say it's really awesome performing there because they are such amazing fans. Like they're so, it's actually one of the few places where CDs are so like a massive business, like being sold. Uh, because they prefer that to actual digital downloads and it's huh. really cool it's like throughout the whole culture they're like actually for the best fans they're so attentive and so like just um, appreciative like it's really cool performing there and um, I have to say absolutely fell so, in love with the city um, so those are maybe my two favorites which I know they couldn't be any more different <laughs> on the and Tokyo Japan
0: but <laughs> I always thought like about that how if you're a musician and you're singing how, how amazing it would be to go to another country and people there that don't speak English but they know the words to your songs and sing with you, you know?
1: Yeah. In Japan, they kind of do the same thing where they all came up and wanted my autograph. So it's so different because in the state, they'll start ripping all your stuff off and going crazy. <laughs> in Japan, they're so polite. They will literally form a line and just wait until they're turned. to be like, it's like it's a sustainable. All the culture's so different.
0: Yeah, I guess... um America's a little more rough in, in most senses than. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you remember the first time you sang in front of, like, your family, how they reacted? Oh,
1: no. I mean, I was probably, like, five years So old, young, so, yeah. So I do not remember. Um, but my mom said that I was just, like, fearless. Like, I would get on an elevator or something and I'd go to a complete stranger and I'd be like, and be like, hi. And they'd be like, hi. And I'd be like, I think. And then you would be like, yeah, <laughs> one like, 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 <laughs> like, here. And then before they'd even answer, like, yep or no, I'd just fucked out and like, a 3 like,
0: <laughs> uh, now you, you kinda said I guess you kinda answered this one, but do you get nervous when you perform? Um, usually no. Um,
1: just, just in front of your high school, high school friends. friends. Yeah, unless it's at my high school basketball. <laughs> um yeah,
0: sometimes you know, I'll feel like a little nervous
1: energy, or it depends what it is, you know. Um like if it's something new that I
0: haven't
1: done yet or whatever, you know, possibly, but Usually not so much. Usually once I get out on stage, all
0: the nerves are gone. That's good then. And then one last question before we head over to the acting side. Uh, What was it like to perform with the whole Super Bowl atmosphere? I mean, it was totally
1: surreal. It's like such a large audience, you can't even, like, decimate as to how many people it is when you're, you know, doing it. for the fact that I knew. And isn't everybody that year disposable cameras underneath their seats? So while we're performing,
0: like there's so many people taking photos with flash. that just like a, looked like a
1: bright white light in front of me. I couldn't see people. And what, what Super Bowl was that again? It was a Super Bowl in
0: Alberta, uh, and It was
1: at the Buccaneers stadium with the Buccaneers play. Oh, okay. Um, it was the one where um, it was the one where um, Aerosmith and Britney Spears were at halftime.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. A few, a few years ago, then.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, if, one more thing before we exit the music stuff. Sure. I'm actually leaving to go to Amsterdam uh, Wednesday. I'm performing at a big EDM festival called Sephora Outdoor, and I'm also performing at some nightclubs in Amsterdam and Belgium and Netherlands uh, And I'm really excited. I'll be working with a bunch of really awesome DJs there, and my single I'll be. Just, I mean, Um, By a European dance label called Elephant House. So you guys can check that out on iTunes, Um, it's on YouTube, it's on Spotify, it's also on SoundCloud. So definitely go and check that I'm always going to be trying to use a new song, too, either on my Facebook page or also on um, my Instagram, which is at
0: LoloBaby. All right, sounds good. I'll get all the information from you afterwards and I'll throw it in the bio and everything. So. Just in case, you know It's a lot easier, I guess, just to copy and paste In today's world Absolutely Um, Now from the acting side, you kind of touched on it um, Before, you said How you, you know, you started at such a young age Do you remember, like, what age you really decided You wanted to just go for it all With the acting?
1: Um, no, I mean It wasn't like like a decision, like, oh, one day Like, oh, now I'm going to go for it I mean, I've been doing it since I was so young um, I mean, that TV show that I booked for series regular, I did 60 episodes, done, and I, I mean, I was like a 10-year-old, and then the soap opera I started at 12, and then when I left PYC, like, I went back into acting, and I got to do, like, um, a little East in American high band and played that like, love and and then I was on a bunch of different, um, TV shows like Law & Order, Medical Investigation, Arcadia, um, CSI, Dexter yes, and just kinda kept of going, you know, like when I got accepted to UCLA I really only applied to colleges in New York and Los Angeles because I wanted to be able to continue acting. I figured it'd be a lot easier to do that if I was like actually in the States than I needed to be. Because <laughs> it's kinda of just grown from there. So last end of last year I showed a movie called What Happened Last Night that ended up getting picked up for the Cannes Film Festival. So i got to go to France for the festival, which was awesome, um, this year. Um, so I
0: just got back from that like a month ago. That's
1: awesome! And, um, yeah. Um, the, the movie got picked up for distribution in the U.S. and Canada. So I don't have a release date, but that
0: yet, but you'll be able to see that All right. Well, I'm sure we'll be looking forward to that. Um, you said you were in numerous television shows and movies. Which ones would you say are your favorite or stand out the most?
1: Um, being in Dexter was pretty awesome. I got it like an awesome dinner with Nicole. Which
0: season were you in? Do you remember? The last season. I've watched the show, I think two or three times. I, it's one of my favorite shows ever. I'll have to, to look a little harder I'm next in, time.
1: I in two episodes. I'm in two episodes. I play Melanie Garrett. I'm the love interest to one
0: of the serial killers in the show, and uh, eventually die. Oh, spoiler alert for those for those of you that'll be looking for you. Yeah, I mean, you know,
1: I, I obviously am like in the whole episode before I die, but um, so you'll see a lot of cool scenes, but. Yeah, I have a um, pretty cool
0: sequence. And they shot that right, right in your backyard, pretty much in Florida, right?
1: Oh, that shouldn't look like shot in L.A. Oh, they um, do. You know, a lot of the establishing shots in Florida, but um, the show was shot in L.A. Oh, okay. Shot in like,
0: Long Beach. I always thought since it was like Miami Metro and everything, it would be based out of there. Nope.
1: Huh. Nope. Uh, they just go there
0: like once to get the establishing shot, and the rest of the season was all shot in Los Angeles. I see. Um, so. I'm a wrestling fan. Can you tell us about your time working with ECW?
1: Yes, yeah, so I got an opportunity. I hosted for a ring announcer, ECW, um, SmackDown, and Superstars, and um, it was really cool to be a part of that. Um, it was, you know, I just graduated college and I hadn't watched wrestling since I was like 12 years old remember so <laughs> getting the audition for it, and I was kind of like wrestling. I was like, all right, I'm going to, to do it. And then um, I ended up getting a call back in the street test, and the street test took me out to New York. And I was really impressed by like the massive, massive um, company that you know, an enterprise that they had created. And um, it was such a crazy, cool experience getting to tour with them and travel all over the country. I mean, I I got to go out of the U.S. too. I got to perform at like the O2 Arena in London, which was totally surreal and amazing. And I had to actually learn "God Save for them, and uh, which was kind of crazy. They think to learn all the verses. And when I get there, they're like, "Yeah, we only need the first verse." I'm like, "What?
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, from from what I understand, their work schedule seems like uh, like hell. I mean, in and out of cities, planes, buses.
1: So it absolutely is. However, there's a difference. Like some would do dark matches, with a feature a non televised matches. Right. Some of them jump TV. So I only did TV. So I fly in on a Monday night. I shoot SmackDown, ECW, and Superstars on a Tuesday, and then I fly back on Wednesday morning. So, I didn't do anything like direct filming
0: for them. Oh, that's not too bad then. Yeah. And then, uh, our last question before we let you go, what would you say your dream role would be? You
1: know, like, I've always, like, trained in, like, mixed martial arts, and, um, I've always, like, you know, um, like, I've incorporated a lot of uh, music videos, things like, you've got to do a music video with a bunch of really prominent, um, famous, uh, UFC fighters like Uriah Faber and Andre um, um Kind of like differently off that And uh, the J Huron and stuff. And I think it'd be really cool to be able to incorporate all that and be kind of like, um, you know, an action hero sort of um, character and something. Like, you know, Marvel and DC still so famous right now. Or like, you know, be one of like those really cool ingenue, um, you know, kick ass lead character female roles that, you know, get the kicks and butt um, in their acting and then, like their stage they combat. So I think like, that would be kind of cool.
0: That definitely sounds interesting. I had so you said you're a UFC fan.
1: Yeah, actually, I actually I used to host for Fox Sports and for the Honda Center here in LA, and I got to interview uh, Uriah Faber and like um, uh, Dan Henderson and Josh Koscheck and like other guys. And so you know, Uriah and I actually became Twitter friends. Oh, that's and cool. And I came up with this idea for my music video to have two opposing UFC fight crews in my like kind of in a Romeo and Juliet sort of like thing with the moms populists are two different UFC fight teams. and he
0: loved the concept and so we ended up shooting it and it actually debuted
1: on nationwide network television on Fox
0: Sports 1 that's awesome yeah right, um, do you plan on watching 200 this weekend um yeah okay. I mean I was really sad
1: when Uriah lost his last fight it was like a bummer I'm always a cheering for him. what's his name um oh my gosh I'm talking about plenty on it now Uh, uh Cody um, like, uh, Cody Love um, fought in one just recently, and, like, he was also in my video, and he's such an awesome dude, and I was, like, just so like, happy happy for him. I was actually in Vegas at the time, and I took a photo of, like, the TV screen, I was walking it on, I was and I was like, you're kidding such to get up, I was, like, so <laughs> excited, so he messaged me back, he's like, thank you, I was, like, so excited, so I always try to hit them up and see them when I go to Vegas and keep in touch.
0: You're, well, now, you're going to be out of the country, right, for this weekend for UFC 200? Yeah. Do you think you'll be able to still tune in, or is it going to be too difficult? I'm not
1: sure. It's kind of different than everything else. Um, but maybe I'll be able to watch it online or something.
0: All right. Well, I want to thank you again for coming on today. Um,
1: Absolutely. Thank so much for having me.
0: No, thanks again. I mean, you said you were doing so much. If you just want to give um a quick shout-out again and let the people know what we could look forward to, from you in the going forward now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, upcoming, I have a movie coming out um, called What Happened Last Night. That's um, with Charlie right Raynor from Pitch Perfect One and Two, and Amber Rose, and a lot of other. Um, actually, David Esposa uh, from WWE is also awesome in the movie. So, oh, okay. uh, so yeah, the fun scene comedy that'll be coming out in the theater. Um, also, my single album is out on iTunes and Spotify, so definitely check that out if any uh, European listeners are. Uh, opening um, July 9th I'll be performing at the Sturge or Outdoor EDM Festival um, in the Netherlands which I'm really pumped about coming up super soon so um, you can check that out and I'm definitely going to be releasing new music uh, all the time so check me out on YouTube uh, on I make You or on Facebook which is official Lauren Make You and I always comment and reply back on um, Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that so definitely hit me
0: up. sounds good and again we'll get the information we'll put it in the bio for everything for going out when we put the podcast up, so that way people know where to go, and in case they're a little too lazy to listen, they could just copy and paste, and they'll be ready to go.
1: There
0: we go. All right, so thank you again, and we will hopefully maybe have you back on in the future. We'll see where, where it takes us. All right. All right. Thanks, man. You got it. Thank you so much. Bye. What's up, everybody? Big news here. You can now listen to Man K Mayhem on Stitcher. Stitcher is radio on demand. Download the free app today. You can listen anywhere, anytime. Stitcher is an award-winning free app that lets you listen to all your favorite shows, plus discover 65,000-plus news, entertainment, and sports shows. You can create custom playlists, and there's over 40,000 shows to discover. Rate and review Man Cave Mayhem on Stitcher today, which is available on iOS, Android, Nook, and Kindle Fire. Also available in over 4 million car dashboards on demand and on the go. That means no downloading, no syncing, and most importantly, no wasted memory for your phone. Start streaming your favorite podcast today. Don't have Stitcher? No problem. Download today for free at Stitcher.com or in the App Store.